You're listening to the Loop Page Podcast. This week's guest, I've got Tyron Mowbray on. Now, Tyron is Australia's leading masculinity coach. Now, we've known each other for a bit over five years. Um, back before I had my business, I was working for a coaching company, doing the same thing as what I'm doing now, which is helping coaches grow their business. And Tyron was at the kind of the early stages of his business. And I actually sold him into our coaching program. Um, fast forward to now. And over the last number of years, Tyron has really built his business up and he's um, built himself to a leading authority in the space. So I really wanted to get him on because he's an absolute weapon and expert in this area. And I wanted to chat to him about something that's really important right now, um, which is how to tell the difference between when it's time to push through versus when it's time to take a step back. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. So with um, when I, when I said like obviously to jump on here and, you, and I, I asked you, what should we chat about? And you're talking about the kind of this the dance between the polarity of masculine and feminine. Why did you, out of all the you know, the, out of everything that you know, things that you're mm. passionate about, like why why do you feel that you wanted to chat about that? Well, you know, I as I've been stepping into coaching more and more entrepreneurs and business owners and seeing um how many people are, are holding this, this, this belief that um, they need to do more in order to get more love, uh, which is very prominent in the coaching or biz owner space. Mm. Um, you know, that's a typical, typically masculine trait. Um, there's a strong belief that, you know, men are only given love for what they uh, can do and what they're worthy of. And I don't always think it's a whole, it's not necessarily a bad frame, but it's a bad frame when that the measuring stick becomes money or physical fitness or like when there's only one measuring stick, you know, that's when it becomes a bad thing. I think if we lived in a world where no one could do anything, well, the world would, you know, like we, we would crumble as a society. So I'm, it's not that we shouldn't have skills, um, but it's when we deem there's only one measuring stick. That's where the imbalance comes from. Um, and that measuring stick for me is what creates all the disharmony in people's lives because they're not listening to their own, they're not judging their own success or their own action based on what they feel is their truth, what they feel is their, what brings them joy. Um, and so they're not listening to their intuition, which we would tend to deem as a more feminine trait. Um, and so, you know, like you can earn, a, you can earn 20 million a year, but if you're doing shit that you don't like and, you know, you're constantly just like, well, you're never going to feel happy which means your relationships, your, your children, your friendships, they're all going to crumble because you're not doing something that brings you joy. So mm. that's kind of the main reason. It's like how, and because you said most of your audience is business owners um, yeah. or, you know, coaches, it's like, well, how can you, how can you, you, why are you doing it? You're doing it to bring a lifestyle and joy to your life. So how do you keep bringing joy to your life while you're on this mission of success and financial freedom or independence away from the system of nine to five? Mm. Are we talking about guys and girls here? Just guys, because I know you obviously referred to the masculine energy. So, yeah, like I, I think we, we again. So when I say masculine and feminine, we would I would give it a little frame of like what 
like we what we as a society portray masculine as and what we as a society portray feminine as um and women in business tend to be in their masculine mostly even a lot of the feminine coaches i see they're like no no we're creating from the feminine and it's like well you are listening and, and creating from the void or from the creative magic but at the same time you still got to do like there's still times when we have to take action um and you can still overload overload the doing um so when you're like under more stress when you said you're the, even the feminine coaches you see a lot of them operating so much from their masculine what's an ex, like a specific example of that gives you evidence around that um so like uh, it depends like in different fields they have different things so you know in my industry a lot of the feminine empowerment coaches um uh are coaching you know feminine essence feminine energy so like you know they they get people they get their clients to listen to their intuition they get them to listen to their their magic their body their you know whatever um which is which is beautiful and we all need to do that a little bit more um and at the same time, you know, there's still this like systems, structures are still needed in business. Systems are still needed in business. Um, you still need to show up at a certain time when you, when you booked in a call for a, a group or a one-on-one, you know, you need to show up for that, for that call um, and things like that. So they still run from their masculine. But if you move away from feminine empowerment coaches and look at, and look, they do a lot of work behind the, behind the, behind the scenes too, you know, like they don't have a team or if they do have a team, they're very much in there, you know, like they can, they, they tell people what to do, when to do it, things like that. Um, yeah. But if you move away from that and you get women in sales or women in marketing or women in basically any other industry, because it has been a male dominated environment mm-hmm. in order for them to feel met or for them to feel like they can show up in those spaces, they show up in their mass really hard, you know, and they have to get, they feel like they have to get even more done because they're in a, woman's body so um they become hyper masculine inside themselves and they start to suppress and deny a lot of what they're feeling or expressing because they feel like they need to be they need to not only match the men but actually need to do better to be seen because they are in female bodies yeah and what do you think that does for i mean if we're talking about women here at the moment because i i I, it's kind of like the suit the corporate thing and then you know, the suit thing. And then I think I'm pretty sure like they put in like women with the shoulder pads. Mm. Do you know about this? Yeah. Yeah. The shoulder pads thing. So like they, um, the reason why they put shoulder pads in the women's suits is because it makes their shoulders more broad. So you become yeah. more powerful and like a man, like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And, uh, and, and, you know, I actually don't think there's anything wrong with it. What mm. I think is when you don't learn to take the shoulder pads off, mm. right. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like if we're talking about polarity, I'm not saying women only need to be feminine and men only need to be masculine. That's that's still not that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we as humans need to learn to listen to ourselves and listen to our bodies and listen to our minds because mental health and emotional health will dictate the level of your physical health. Like you know, like your ability to listen to your emotions and process them, and your ability to listen to your thoughts and get clear inside of your own mind will dictate your physical health because. Like if you are not, uh, you can go to the gym and eat healthy food, but if you don't like the person you are and if you're judging yourself and calling yourself bad names up in your head, then all you're doing is using the food and the gym as a suppression tool. It's not an integration tool. You're not, you're not actually becoming healthier. You may have less body fat. You may have bigger muscles, but you're not an overall healthier. 
Mm. And so even though you'll do those two things, other aspects, you might sit on your phone a lot. You might be heavy into um, drugs or you might have, you know, might be using Tinder or sex to get, you know, these other emotional needs met because you're not looking at your health completely. Mm. And so like, that's what I mean. Um, And men too, you know, like, yes, how you do anything is how you do everything. And at the same time, we are on this planet to experience life, to experience being human. And being human means to be serious and to be fun. And all well and good. Put the suit on. Put the responsible hat on. Do what you need to do. And go chill the fuck out sometimes, you know. Have a day off. Spend it on the couch watching cartoons, eating Tim Tams. Like, whatever. Like, I'm not saying, you know, obviously don't make it your habit, but don't be afraid to let go a little bit. And I think that's where we cut. Like, that's what I mean is like we get really high strung yeah. in this need to be perfect. So is the, is the letting go more the feminine energy that we're referring to? Um, it can be. I mean, yeah, I think it, for me, I've always thought um, masculine presence is external, right? Yeah. As men growing up um, and not just us, but even through thousands of years of, you know, of, of, of uh, human existence, men have always been the protect, protectors, the providers, the whatever. So they have had to, their presence has always had to be external, looking for predators, food, um, you know, to protect and to, you know, what's got, what can hurt me and my family and my tribe and how do I protect them? The feminine intuition or the feminine presence has always been internal. What's happening inside my body? What's hap- what, am, what am I feeling? How do I, you know, um, their presence is very tribe orientated like what's happening within the tribe and the relationships and the people so their presence is very internal masculine presence is very external um and so it's not necessarily about letting go is feminine because i think if we i believe that if we make something feminine or something masculine all the men are going to be like i don't want to do that purely because we say that it's a feminine trait yeah um but yeah, being able to listen, like using your intuition to listen to what your emotions, what your mind, what like what your body, how your body's responding when there's a contraction, when there's an expansion, knowing this will and listening and paying attention will then help you take action to keep yourself nourished. So you could say that letting go is a masculine action because it's an action, like it's a it's you have to actively do it. Mm. But what's the driver behind it? And I believe emotion drives all action, including procrastination. So. Mm. So, um, how about this? We've got to do, no, sometimes we've got to do things in our business that we don't want to do, right? How do we distinguish the difference between when it's time to push through and do things that maybe don't feel great compared to when it's time to maybe listen to how we're feeling and take a step back? Sure. Um, You know, that for me, that is uh, practice makes permanent. And I don't say perfect because, you know, perfect is uh through the eye of the beholder so yeah like i hate making cold calls or cold dms or you know um emailing i hate emailing it's like one of my least favorite activities to do give me the give me the phone let me write content let me speak content let me create content that's what brings me joy what's what about emailing exactly don't you like I don't know. I just don't like it. Like, I, I like, like writing an email, like trying to send a message to someone. I don't know why. Like bulk like emails just, or you're just talking about any emails? Any emails. Like yeah, people right. go, oh, I'll email you. I'm like, no, no, here's my number, WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, like any other way. Yeah. Um, again, it's just a pattern. Like it's just, yeah. I don't check my emails very much. Um, yeah. 
yeah, um, it's a bit better now, the smartphone, because you can just press the microphone app and I can talk into it and it writes it for me. So <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've just, I created a video. It's going to be posted on Friday and it's about emails, man. So uh, make sure you check it out because. <laughs> All right, I will. I will. <laughs> Sounds like I need it. I feel you with the emails, um, though, man. I definitely feel you. I mean, I love just yeah. doing the old voice messages, videos, that type of shit. I, yeah. So easy. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't like emailing and I don't like cold DMing and stuff. Um, so like, but for me, it's a part of the business, right? It's a part of what I do. It's a part of like, if I want to make sales, if I want to get, not even make sales, if I just want to build community with my clients and, you know, um, create trust in my audience, I've got to do it. And so, you know, rather when I see, I put time aside and, you know, I start off like habits. There's a book called atomic habits by James, someone great Mm -hmm. book, atomic habits and, um, uh, compound effect both habit books i've read them like four times each and again like back to back and it just instills that okay we were talking before about me going for runs and i run 10ks and you're just like holy shit and i'm like well the run doesn't start with the 10k run it starts with me putting on my boots uh, it starts with me putting on my sneakers i may not decide to run 10 every time but i decide to put my shoes on and get out of the house so the email things are the same yeah. The more I look at it, look at it and go, I don't want to fucking do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I create a bigger gap between yeah. like what I want and what I must do. And it's like, well, it's not really, it's not me needing to take a break. I may justify it like that. No, no, I've done too much today. I can't do the emails. It's like, well, what if I just send one email? What if I just respond to one DM? Or what if I just, you know, so I just start with small things now. Like, and then, then you, and you know, like we know, we are smart enough to know the difference between I'm, I'm pushing against this thing that I don't want to do because I just don't want to do it. And okay, I've been doing it for an hour and a half. I actually need to take a break. Yeah. So those um, two books, what do you, if you had to choose one, what would you recommend? Atomic Habits has come in my life a number of times and I haven't gone ahead with it. Maybe this is a sign to have a look at it. I think Atomic Habits has a better framework than the compound effect. Atomic Atomic Habits has a better framework. It has some visuals and, and things that you can write down. The Compound Effect, it's a great book as well, but yeah, it doesn't have the maps and models. So Atomic Habits for the, for the maps do, and models. Do you recall like any of the learnings that you got from Atomic Habits that you can just like share one? Yeah, so um, a habit is formed from four things, right? There's a trigger and the first one was a trigger. So, and again, this also links back into what we're doing, right? So um, emotion drives action. And so when you realize what the trigger is that drives your action, you can then adjust your life or create a life where either the trigger doesn't happen or you you bring the trigger in so it happens more frequently, depending on what the habit is you're trying to create. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and this is a big thing, right? Uh, when, like, let's go to the emails. Okay, when I haven't sent an email for a month, how do I feel? Well, I feel shit. I feel lazy. I feel like I'm not motivated. I feel like I'm sabotaging myself. I feel like I'm not getting the most out of my business. Mm. How do I feel when I've sent 50 emails? Well, I feel good. I feel nourished. I feel like I've made an impact. I feel like I'm actually actively working towards my business goals. So, you know, I can focus on the trigger of like, I hate sending emails or I can focus on the trigger of when I've sent 50, I feel nourished and like I'm moving in the direction I want. So where you put your focus uh, helps me, you know, of the trigger of the action. Um, helps me make healthier decisions towards my business. So is it basically based off emotion drives action? Is it 
is it like the trick is let's just say that you you got to do shit that you don't want to do yeah yeah is it is the trick kind of to get yourself into a state to feel the emotion so it enables you to move forward with it yeah so you know if i'm if i'm procrastinating right now and i'm stuck and i have to send dms or an email or whatever and i don't want to do it yeah i'm in an emotion of like oh this is too much i'm not good enough or this is bullshit or i should hire this job out i'm in an emotion that i'm feeling right now which is not invalid but i'm not tapped into the emotion of how well like look at my life in five years, where do I want to be? You know, the emotion of like, all right, whose life am I going to change if I actually send this email or send this DM? How am I going to positively impact? How am I going to feel at the end of the day when I've actually put in a good six hours of work or seven hours of work? Um, I committed to not working more than that because if I work, if I have a business, why do I want to do 10 hours on my own? You know, like, um, so what, you know, if I put in six hours of work, how am I going to feel in the day when I cook myself dinner or if I go out for dinner or someone wants to go to the sauna or whatever, I feel better for it because I know that I've done the work necessary to um, get the thing. So yeah, we talk about yeah. flow states or like mm -hmm. there's always an emotion deeper, right? The thing that yeah. got you to start your business was an emotion. And if you can tap back into that, it will drive you through the resistance that you feel in this moment. Okay. So like I was in the shower this morning and I had a thought for a moment you know, just having a normal warm shower and I had a thought for a moment like, man, Luke, chuck on the cold. Came in my mind and I said, nah, not doing it. Um, so in that moment mm -hmm. and usually when, because of the cold shower thing, like I did it back in the day, yeah, I did the old, you know, run it for 30 days and all that stuff. Yeah. So I've kind of gone through that and every now and then now, if like, for example, I get, like almost the intuition having it and just like Luke, go have a cold shower. I'll I'll do it. I'll listen to it. Sometimes, like this morning, I will not. Maybe it's just depending on how I'm feeling and all that. Um, so let's just say we, you know, we rewind back to this morning. I'm in the shower, I'm having a warm shower, and then I get that that message wherever it came from. Hey Luke, chuck on the cold. Mm. And then, you know, my weakness says, <laughs> nah, Luke, stay in the warmth, right? But we know that, okay, when I, if let's just say I did do the cold shower, it's like, you know, there's a lot of benefits to it. You know, I get out, yep. I feel great, um, yep. but, you know, I've faced a fear and faced discomfort and then I, I can, and yep. that's going to, that's going to continue on the day. So what you're saying is that what I should be doing in that moment is going, Hey Luke, you're getting a message here. You know, that the end result is going to only lead to goodness. There's immediate discomfort. So you're mm -hmm. saying that what I should have done is kind of, attached to what the good feelings will come after and then kind of mm. feel that for a bit and then yeah. jump in and switch that yeah form. yeah yeah because nice. again so that's a habit right like yeah. the habit is um oh have a cold shower oh i'm gonna feel cold oh it's gonna be shit oh i'm gonna have to like warm up afterwards and i want to put my trackies on but i don't want to put my trackies on because i want to put nice pants on because i want to get in the right headspace for work and you know like boom, 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 boom. 10 minutes later yeah. you just yeah. talk yourself out of it because of the discomfort Rather than going cold shower, oh, that's going to be cold. Yeah, but every time I have one, I feel this. Then I feel this. I'll be more motivated. I'll get more done. So you, you can talk yourself out of something and talk yourself into it. Um, and I think, like, for example, the next time you get that hit, you must do it because you didn't do it this time. Yeah. So it's like, cool. All right, I'm not going to do it this time. But the next time I get the hit, I will do it and I will listen. Because, again, habit forming. Um, a part of atomic habits. If you skip a day, like it's going to happen, you skip a day, don't skip two. So, oh, yeah. 
Bom, I'm good. making commitment. Tizer, everybody, you have my <laughs> bloody word. I saw the, um, you know, the four agreements? Yep. Was it four commandments, four agreements, four agreements? Four, four um, agreements. I, uh, I listened to that book years ago. I was actually on a silent retreat in um, India and um, mm. I, uh, I didn't read books back then. I listened via Audible. Audible. Yep. But I've now fucked off Audible and I read books. I'm actually decent at reading books these days. Mm. Um, and that was a book that I remember. I was, still remember. I was being in this little Indian hut thing and in uh, Can't Speak. And this is, the, this is what I read. I just came across someone just posted in this morning. Um, and the four agreements of be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Mm. Always do your best. Mm. I would say when it comes to... My strength out of those four would be be impeccable with your word. I'm pretty, obviously not perfect with it, but it's like I'm fairly good with it, yeah? If I say yeah. to myself or someone that I'm going to do something, like yeah, I'm, I'm very reliable. Um, I would mm. say my weakness, probably the assumptions. Don't make assumptions. Mm. I definitely can make mm. assumptions on things. What would you say out of those four would you be your strength and weakness? Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. Hmm. I read that book about, I read that book, The Four Agreements, probably about, how am I now, 35, six, what, five years ago, six years ago. I was in Europe just before we met, you know, when I was going on my wild overseas trip. Yeah. Um, I think uh, always try your best was probably my strongest at the time and be impeccable with your word was probably my least um, yeah. at the time. And I feel like be impeccable with your word would probably be one of my strongest now because I've, I've gone into the journey of learning about myself and my emotions and what drives me and what doesn't drive me and studying my unconscious patterns. Mm -hmm. So very rarely do I say yes to something when I mean no. Um, so that would be my strongest and my weakest would probably be... Um, I mean, I definitely make assumptions. Um, yeah, so that would probably be my weakest because don't take anything personally. That's been pretty strong. I'm pretty strong in that as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, probably probably don't make assumptions. I I, I I make lots of assumptions, which is probably, yeah. That's probably tough my one, weakest. isn't it? The old assumptions mm. thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just want to quickly jump in and talk about a program of ours called The Leading Coach, which helps coaches grow a six-figure-a-year business organically. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making, on average, between zero and $5,000 a month, and you want to learn how to get more clients and take your business to the next level, and you've been following us for a little bit and you just love our style and our approach and what we're all about, then right now you can join the waiting list to The Leading Coach. Now, we only open up enrollments to TLC a few times a year. So um, by joining the waiting list, basically you'll be put on a notification list and be notified of when we open the doors next. And you'll also be one of the first that gets access to the Leading Coach program page, which includes all the details about what's in it, what it includes, and all the information so you can make a decision um, about whether the program is exactly what you need or not. Uh, so the link to join the waiting list is lukepage.com.au forward slash TLC. I'll also pop that link in the show notes as well. So anyway, let's get back to the episode. Um, all right. So we've, I felt like we've kind of been speaking, especially with habits. Would you say that's generally more of a masculine thing? 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Yep. What's some like? Let's start. Let's let's start talking some feminine stuff. So, um, you know, if someone's kind of like, oh, look, you know what? Sounds like I'm just way too. I'm operating way too often in my masculine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? And I know this is a masculine question, but fuck, whatever. <laughs> So if Sometimes someone's trying like trying to give them frame is too much. Yeah, I know you. Like, who fucking cares? You have to, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so how do we like someone like that? Like, like what's some things they can, what do I, how do I say this, mate, without saying do? Sure. Um, how, how can you practice listening to your feminine intuition? That's the one. Yes. Great. Um, so like time alone and journaling. Like they're the two biggest things that you can do. Mm. Um, and when I say time alone, I don't mean time on your own, on your phone. That's not time alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, time alone, alone, you know, put your phone on airplane mode, put it in a different room, sit on your own by yourself for an extended period of time. That could be five minutes. Mm-hmm. That could be 20 minutes. That could be two days. You know, like I, I my phone automatically turns off at 7 PM and doesn't turn back on to 7 AM. Um, automatically turns off well it goes under sleep mode so i don't get any notifications it doesn't go on and like nothing happens at all yeah um and you know that's that's something that i do for me and does it mean it happens every night no but once if it happens if i go past 7 p.m one night then i make sure it goes the next night um why do you do that because i live on my own and it's, it's a pattern it's a pattern to like you know check sit on my phone scroll be there message people not be with myself um you know i don't i have a television but i don't watch it um and again every time and every now and again when i do watch it i make sure i don't watch it again for a week or so um it's like for me nighttime is downtime i don't turn my lights on i have candles i have a little lamp um i i wind my body down on purpose you know i lay on the carpet i stretch i cook myself dinner um i'll read and i i try to be with myself as much as I can in that time. And quite often I'll have like the desire, like message someone or do this or do that. And it's like that, that desire to connect with someone, it's an emotion. It's something, you know, like there's some unfulfillment in me. Now I'm an extrovert and I get a lot of energy from other people when I own that and I like it. Mm. Um, but if I use that as like the excuses why I always need to be around people, I'm not learning about myself. So when I run men's retreats or uh, online programs, we always do a vision quest, which is 24 hours in nature, bottle of water, sleeping bag, that's it. What did you say? A phone, a what request? Vision quest. Vision quest? Vision quest, yeah. Yep. So 24 hours in nature, sleeping bag, and a bottle of water. No phone, no pen and paper, no food, no nothing. It's just Whoa. 24 hours on your own in nature. What, and like sleeping bag lying on the ground, or you got a tent and a hut and stuff? Sleeping bag on the ground. What, by himself or are you with a group of people? By himself. Jesus. <laughs> like even your response, like, oh, my God, that's the hardest. It's like, well, it should be three days. We do, we do three-day oh, ones, yeah. but predom- like, predominantly just do 24 hours to get started. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's challenging to be on your own for that long because our world is filled with do's, should's, and have to's. You know, mm-hmm. I have to do this. I should be doing this. And I have to do that. You know, it's like so much going on. Um, so yeah, sitting on your own, being time on your own and journaling and two biggest things. And then the, the, the other one that I love to do, which, you know, will 
<laughs> is self-pleasure. Mm. And when I say self-pleasure, I don't mean jerking off to porn or, you know, reaching peak climax straight away. I mean sound, breath, and movement, touching your body uh, and being present with yourself. Don't get me wrong. Orgasms are great. They make us feel good. They release dopamine. You know, it's a, it's a stress reliever. It's great. Mm. But if that becomes our habit, every time we feel an emotion or anxiety, we go and, you know, rub one out in the bathroom or, you know, whatever. Um, mm. And that's men and women. Women do the same thing. You're again, you're over, like your body's telling you something and you're overriding it. And so quite often sound, breath and movement, 20 minutes, again, no phone, no nothing, maybe some music. It's really hard to be with yourself for that long. You'll get frustrated. You'll get bored. You'll get anxious. You'll get like, you know, antsy. And you'll, you'll, you'll want to go to pleasure. You'll seek pleasure. You'll seek pleasure. And it's like, can you not seek pleasure? Um, so like, yeah, for me, abstaining from something for a little while makes me more grateful for it when I get it. So, mm. and then you learn, you know, and you'll learn a lot in a week. You'll learn even more in a month. You'll learn a heap in a year by doing that. Because you will break, you will take, you will chase pleasure, and then after you chase pleasure, you see how you feel on the other side, and you'll be like, "Oh, that was nourishing," or "Oh no, that wasn't nourishing." And so it's always data. So the ability to reflect, do something, reflect on it, do something, reflect on it, journal, write, be alone, always to to listen to your intuition or to listen to your feminine, you know. Mm. Like well, when you when you're saying about the um the alone thing, like I've I've done, I used to do that. Um, I used to go away once a, once a year and I used to mm-hmm. uh, go away with no human contact out in the woods type thing. But mm-hmm. I used to stay in a hut. I didn't stay mm-hmm. like I had a hut and shit and I had food, man. Like, so when mm-hmm. you were saying like no food, it's like, man. But I haven't done that in a while. I used to do that once a year and I used to go away for I think two nights, two or three mm-hmm. nights. Yeah, not, not, not mm-hmm. massive, but just enough. Yeah. And the, did the disconnection, it, it yeah. feels unbelievably amazing when you come out of it like you just like you've just unloaded all this shit yeah so you just feel so light but i went away um i think it was when was it mate it would have been the last year um and i think it was during lockdown i just went down to the um uh the coast and just went down there by myself I, i just stayed in my car and man, I was like sitting on the cliff watching the sunset and absolute beautiful it was bouncing off the cliffs and the ocean and everything like that. I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, fuck, this is lonely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally felt lonely because I was just like always had been with someone, been with Courtney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had her by my side nonstop. Mm-hmm. And it's quite confronting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When like, if you're not used to it, like just being alone by yourself, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's like if you haven't done it, it's a, a very interesting experience. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's and it's not, it's not that you are now an unhealthy person because you're dependent on Courtney for your happiness. It's like, oh, this yeah. is just a place. Like, I've just it, it, it can just showcase to you how much you love her and how beautiful your relationship is, and how grateful you are for the relationship, and how grateful you are for her in your life. It doesn't have to be this oh, now I'm codependent or now I, I can't be alone and that makes there's something wrong with me. Um, and I'm not saying that's how you thought, but like that's, you know, some of the shadow of the spiritual world is like, no, you've got to be okay being on your own. It's like, well, you should be. But if you have chosen to spend your life with someone or with some people, you know, like I, that's what happens to me. Like I feel alone when I'm alone. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm an extrovert. And so what it does is 
you know, I can move through that and I can be okay with it. But when I come out from those times, I message my family, I message my friends, I ring all the people in my life that I love and that I care about, and I create a stronger connection with them because I am grateful for the love or for the emotions that we have. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's not just about learning to be okay on your own. It's about listening to what is true for you because we are the average of the five people we hang around with the most. But if you don't hang around five people, then who are you? And I think that's a really potent example of like when you're around no one, yeah. that's when you can really start to listen. Yeah. And then you're talking about self-pleasure. So like then you're talking about the rush to get to orgasm as opposed to, um, I don't know the words you use, but like just relax and let it happen. Um, yeah. Man, I, I, I've, I've kind of experimented with the, the slow pace. And man, it's fucking hard. It is yeah. very, very hard. So what do yeah. you, how do we like, how, how do you, how do you, if you're so used to just like, man, I want to get there. Yeah. It's yep. not that yep. massive, massive feeling. Sure. How do you just like, just l- learn to just take it slow? Mm. Again, practice makes permanent, right? So again, you just have to understand that what you've been practicing for, you know, what am I 35? So I started masturbating when I was probably 13. So let's say t- like 20 two years um, if I was starting the practice now it's been 22 years that I've been training myself to play this way right same as sport mm. you, you want to play a 120 minute game you got to train for 120 minutes right you can't train for yeah. 20 minutes and expect to play 120 minute game it doesn't work like that yeah. and so you just have to understand that okay again healthy habits I'm not going to be able to maybe go for four hours on my first self-pleasure practice where I'm not making that the goal um what can I go for? But yeah, you're, you're literally creating new neural pathways in your brain around what pleasure is. So rather than being stimulated by a screen and the visuals on the screen, you're repatterning and reprogramming your brain to be in pleasure and to be in excitement through physical touch, through sound, through breath, which you can be when you're with someone else, but you're still putting that someone else as responsible for your pleasure rather than you. And right. so this is where a lot of relationships break down because mm. we either attach pleasure to porn or pleasure to the person. And we actually then struggle to communicate what we want in a relationship around sexuality because we don't actually know. We have the idea of the imagery that we've seen. That's what I want. But we've actually never done it or experienced it. So we don't know if it's what we want. Um, so yeah, you, how, do you, how do you do that? I mean, you just practice like, okay, one day a week, I'm going to not ejaculate or take 10 minutes or blah, blah, blah. You know, and when I say ejaculate for women, I mean climax, like cl- clitoral or, or climax, uh, climax orgasm. Oh, you're saying, um, so you're saying not get there. Yeah. Yeah, right. I thought yeah. you meant as in this don't rush to get there and just take it real fucking slow. So, yeah. Well, maybe that's the first step. Maybe the first yeah. step is to do it uh, like, okay, I'm gonna, not going to come until I've been doing it for 20 minutes. Okay. So what like does, if that's I don't know if step. I missed this. So like what, by not, by not getting there, like what, mm-hmm. what's that doing for us? Well, it's different for men and women. Okay. Yeah. So our bodies are, I know there's a lot of talk about we're the same, you know, non, non-gendered, but like binary and stuff. Um, but our bodies are built differently chem- and chemically and they, re- they release chemicals differently when we have sex. So for a man, 
in the tantric world, it takes three, they say it takes three weeks for your energetic system to fully replenish after you ejaculate. Um, on scientific level, it takes three days for your sperm count to, to, to get back to its full, uh, its fullness. But it takes three weeks for your energetic body, your prana, your chi, or like whatever you want to call it, depending on which, you know, <laughs> which system you follow, um, for that to fully replenish by the time, uh, so that you could be at your full capacity. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's a stress release. We feel good after we ejaculate as men and women feel good. That release, it releases hormones, it releases it, uh, counteracts stress, yeah. it brings relaxation. Um, but if you're not going to get there, then basically what you're, you're um, allowing that energy to, to flow and to start with, a lot of guys get blue balls and they get frustrated and they can't function because their brain's like in this animal mode of like, we just got to go, we've got to come, we've got to finish, we've got to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, and it, ha it happened to me, you know, it happens to all of us when we get started. Um, but it stops, it stops the animal body taking over. Like you're bringing consciousness to the subconscious or to that fight or flight response. Mm. Um, and that fight or flight is also fornicate. So it's like you are gaining mastery over an aspect of yourself that you've probably never actually had mastery over. Mm. You've let it control you. And so what happens is, not only do you actually, you learn to control your uh, animal or sexual needs. And so what happens is you go, well, if I'm not going to get that need met, what's, what's that need bringing me? Like if I get off, what am I, what's the result of it? What am I getting? Um, and this happens a lot in men. And I, I coach a lot of men around this area of like, they may cheat on their wives or they go see prostitutes or they're on Tinder trying to get sex as much as they can. It's like, well, what does sex represent? like what's the orgasm represent or what does the sex represent and usually it represents intimacy so if you're not getting intimacy that way how else can you give it to yourself so then you've got to find other avenues and all of a sudden life creates different meaning so the type of connection you may have with your partner or the type of connection you may have with lovers or even just people of the opposite sex or maybe even people of the same sex and i'm not saying sexual intimacy i just mean intimacy because if I'm not getting that release all the time and I don't have any lovers or partners in my life, then how can I get that intimacy? Well, then I'm going to go seek it in my friends. You know, I'm going to go have better, deeper conversations. I'm going to ask better questions. I'm going to, um, I'm going to seek that connection. And yeah, if we're not giving that to ourselves through a screen and solo practice, then yeah. we seek it somewhere else. So um, the three-week thing, um, that was with the guys, right? The mm -hmm. like it's kind of like well if you know it takes three weeks for your body to energetically kind of get back up to capacity, but mm -hmm. that's for ejaculation, right? So whether it's self pleasure or whether it's sex, um, got all these little fly things going around. It's <laughs> no difference. Is that what you're saying? It's kind of like hey, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's no difference. Yeah. It's kind of like three weeks. No, three weeks. It's, no, it's still three weeks. But what you will notice, and this is um my own personal experience and a lot of guys that I know have worked in the space as well. Uh, there have been times when it doesn't matter if it's been three weeks, three months or whatever. Um, like I've had experiences with lovers that I felt more energized afterwards. And this is usually what happens to women, right? They have an orgasm and they have a heightened sexual desire. Like it activates, they've, they've got more energy. They've got more passion. Um, and they are a slower burn. You know, it takes longer for a woman to become aroused than it does for a man. And so, you know, and what happens is when they get aroused 
and they have an orgasm, it's like, oh, I want more, I want more, because they don't have a big energetic release the same as we do. Like they have an orgasm, mm -hmm. but it's always internal until they learn mm -hmm. to ejaculate also. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, learning to internalize, learning to circulate, learning to sublimate, which is there's a book called The, the Multi-Orgasmic Man by Mantak Chia. That's for, for dudes. Um, for women, um, I read one called The 18 Pathways to Shakti, which was pretty in-depth, it's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, you know, they, they teach you about sublimation. They teach you about like all the energetics of it. Um, but yeah, I've had, you know, and I feel like when you are in alignment with your values, your truth, all those things, and you have a connection that is deeply intimate and nourishing and rewarding, then when you do have that beautiful sexual experience and you do both climax and orgasm, you don't feel drained. You know, and that's where intimacy is included in the sex, and that's where sex is really nourishing. Um, and even on the self-pleasure, you know, like if I do it in the morning and I've been a while and I choose to do it on purpose, I'm energized for the day. I'm not, I'm not lower in energy. But yep. that doesn't mean that I still don't have, you know, have to rebuild for a little while um, on a longer term. Interesting. So with you, let's just say they're like, okay. I mean, what, what would the, what, why would you, are there times where you're just like, you know, what, I'm not going to have sex or ejaculate over the next, you know, few weeks. And what, what, what would be the reason for you doing that? Um, I'd be doing it too much, you know, like I, I'm like, oh, I've ejaculated five times this week. That's too many. I'm noticing that I'm starting to bring in unhealthy habits. You know, maybe I'm binge eating Tim Tams or, um, you know, I've watched TV once or twice this week and that's not what I want to do or I'm not going for the runs that I want to go for. Um, you know, normally there's other stuff coming up or, um, you know, I'm not feeling emotionally full. It's like I can feel every time I do it, I know that I'm in fantasy I know that I'm seeking gratification outside. I'm not feeling nourished. And so it's like, okay, time to put the lid on it um, and actually address the issue at hand rather than leaving it alone. Um, in saying that, there are also other times when I've been emotionally whatever and gone, I'm blowing it out. You know, I'm like, I, I don't, again, this is the polarity thing, right? Like I don't believe there's a right and wrong. I believe mm -hmm. there's a time for everything. So there'll be other times it's like, I'm going to give it 36 hours and I'm just going to go flat out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> every time I get the urge, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know, and after 36 hours, I go, cool. Now, how do you feel? And I readdress the situation and go, all right, mm -hmm. I feel depleted. I feel flat. I feel raw. <laughs> I felt and good. sore, mate. <laughs> I, yeah, and raw. I felt good, but I'm like, now it's like, okay, cool. You gave yourself permission to go and experience. It's like go and have a big day on the piss, you know, like, oh, I don't drink, yeah. I'm blah, blah, blah. And then you go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have a session. You go out, you have 25 beers, you get blind drunk, you have a great time, you dance your ass off, and then you go, all right, time to put the hat back on. I'm not drinking for another three months. You know, it's no different. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's just a different mm. uh, avenue. Okay. And then the journaling. Um, so that's basically, what are we journaling? Are we just anything that's in our head and just getting it out? Yeah. For me, I, I've journaled multiple times about multiple things. Sometimes I journal about um my feelings you know like uh, if i can't think of anything i'll just journal about the day worst case i'll journal about the day yeah usually if i start off with journaling about the day that will lead into some emotions that i felt throughout the day when um oh my mate will didn't do this and you know blah 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 or 
young guy at the Brotherhood, Kai, did this other thing and it pissed me off or, you know, or I really appreciate what they did. He's doing this thing. I'm really proud of him. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, <laughs> I just mentioned them because they're in my lounge room right here. <laughs> um, Give a shout out. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I start off by journaling about the, if I can't think of anything, I journal about the day. If I can't, and then that usually leads into other stuff. Um, but otherwise it's like, oh, you know, I've been um, apathetic all day. You know, apathy. I've been in apathy. I've been unmotivated. I can't do it. The story that I tell myself is I'm useless. I'm a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Like sometimes just writing that out, mm. it stops it being in here. And writing it out, you know how not true it is. Like you know that you're not a piece of shit. You know that you're not invalid. You know that you're a great human worthy of love. Mm. But if we don't let it out, it, it rinses on it like a hamster wheel in our head. So Mm-hmm. Even just writing it out, you'll get about 10 or 20 sentences down and you'll be like, this is bullshit. Why am I doing this? I do not actually feel like this. So, yeah, it's just a way to get whatever's inside out, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest challenge for most of us. Like we think we've got to hold on to it and do it ourselves and process it and understand it's like just, just fucking let it out. Mm, I, I, um, I will journal sometimes when I'm feeling anxious, it's kind of just hanging around. That's what I do. Mm. I write it out. And it's mm. once you write it out in paper, you're like, man, what the fuck am I worrying about? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It's so effective. It really is. Um, mate, is there anything else that we haven't chatted about where you're like, man, I just want to drop this message in? Um, the journey to success does not start with a goal. It starts with a question. Who am I? That's pretty much it. Until you ask that question, you won't know who you are, which means you don't know what success looks like for you. So, Mm. yeah. Love it, man. Tizer, um, where can anyone listen to this find you? Tyron.Mowbray on Instagram, tyronmowbray.com on um, the internet, and Tyron Mowbray on Facebook. I do have TikTok, which is also Tyron Mowbray, I think. Um, LinkedIn. I've got a LinkedIn account now. Um, Woohoo. Tyron Mowbray. Yep, I just updated my LinkedIn yesterday. First time yeah. in a long time. I'm like, Whoa. I just I just built one. <laughs> I didn't even have yeah. one. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I've got content for days on all those all that all those platforms. Like Facebook, there's five years worth of this type of content on there. Um, yeah, so there's heaps and heaps of stuff you can go through and uh, yeah. Basically, they're the ones. How not are you going on TikTok? My, not giving out my email address because uh, I don't like email. Yeah, no, stay away from the emails. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going with TikTok? Um, I've only done six or seven videos. So I'm still learning it. I don't, yeah. I don't like it, but uh, we're getting there. We're getting you don't there. don't like it? That's what, not, that's what my mates are here for today. We're going to make some reels and see see how we go. I, I can see how it works, yeah. but I just, I, I'm still trying to figure out how I can get my content on there to, to be effective. Yeah, it's like um, I, 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 we haven't figured out TikTok yet. We've been on it since I think February, and yeah. I remember first man, it's such a weird feeling. If you've got a base, mm. like say for example on Instagram, and then mm. you move over to you starting new, man, that feeling mm. of where you're known here and then you're nobody mm. here, for example, you're all new, man. It's it's a, it's a yuck feeling. Yeah, um, but man, our TikTok account. I was just speaking to a mate yesterday. I was the same, mate. It's a, it's a, it's a dog's breakfast. It's all over the shop. We're just like trying anything and everything. But it's man, it's just like you, you chuck the same video on Instagram, 
successful, chuck it on yeah. TikTok and nothing. And it's like, nothing. what have I got to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan, but, you know, we'll make it. We'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah, we'll get there. Cause and, and soon soon I'll be doing YouTube, which I think will suit me better because oh, yeah. actually I love content that's like 10 minutes long. That's why I love yeah. filming and actually having a proper, you know, all my old lives from Facebook and stuff, they're all 8 to 10, 12, 15 minutes long and they all had 20, 30, 40,000 views. And some of them had a mil. I had eight, one million, like, really? wait, eight viral videos. Yeah. Sick. Um, and so, you know, that's, I think YouTube would probably be, that's probably my, the thing that I need to work on. Nice, man. Mate, thanks so much for, for coming on. Um, I reckon, I think it's going to be out next week. So I'll tag in all that type of thing and yeah, do our thing. If you, um, I, I've started doing like collab posts. Have you ever done a collab post before? No, but I have heard, seen them. Yeah. So um, basically, if, you, if you're not too sure how it works, just over on Insta, mm. um, I set the post up and then I add you in as a collaborator and it, and it gets thrown on both of our um, feeds. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I'll set something up. I, and the thing is, is that if you're obviously, you know, the look that I'm doing may be different to your branding. So if you don't want it on mm-hmm. your feet, I completely get it. Um, yeah. But man, if you're accepting, you're like, yeah, cool. I'll have that on my, on my, on my feet. Otherwise, man, obviously just share it to you, your stories. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty open, but I, we have, yeah. So we'll see. And if you want to send me the recording by email, yeah. then uh, I can make my own clips and I can tag you in it as well, which would be good. Easy, man. Bro, thanks for your time. And uh, any word from the, the uh, I just place did a blood, without saying I just, anything? <laughs> I just did a blood test and uh, um, medical and all that stuff. So, yeah, we're at the final stage. Final stage. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll know. Stuff, we'll know yeah. in a week or two, I reckon. Yeah, good stuff. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. All right, mate. I'll let you go, yeah? No worries. Thanks, Luke. Chat soon, bro. Bye. Bye. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.